Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Live. I am your host, as Joel calls me, No Patience Juwan, and I am joined by an amazing group of people that are super excited to talk about a bunch of topics today. Let's start off with our panelist, Dane. What's going on, Dane? Hey, guys. How's it going out there? I got a new mic, and uh, it should be good. Um, I'm uh, very excited about myself, and um, I have a beautiful voice, so I'm going to serenade you guys, uh, sing a song for you. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold it tight. All right, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've never been more turned on, Dane. Thank you for that. Um, also, we have... You're lying. You're lying. You've looked at Ben Affleck pictures that are sexier than that. <laughs> ben Affleck shirtless is literally my background for my tablet, my phone, and my Nintendo Switch. But anyway, besides the point. Uh, oh. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> what's going on, Nick? How you feeling, man? I'm good. I mean, uh, way to start off the show. I I wish we could get a little more afternoon delight, Dane. Come on, <laughs> shower us with it, man. <laughs> when yeah. everything's a little clearer in the light of day. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. That's it. I love All it. Right, All right, now I'm content. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joel, uh, we are ready for your very unenthused uh, entrance. But Joel, what's going on, Joel? I'm tired of being last at this point because I can never like match the fucking mic skills. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I supposed to say, man? Hello. <laughs> You're supposed to do a verbal cartwheel, Joel. That's what everyone else does, and you somehow miss it. Jesus Christ! Cause I want to do cartwheels. I just want to say hi. <laughs> All right, so now the audience knows every week now it is now religious. Joel will go last, so there you go. All right, let's get into our topic. Um, let's start off with some trailer talk. Uh, we had a we had a few trail well we had two trailers and one teaser. Um, let's start with the biggest of the three. And actually, Joel, since you are a Spider Man fanatic, I'd like to say because you're not a Batman fanatic. That's obvious. I'm definitely um, I start a Batman with you. fanatic. You're not a Asshole. Batman fanatic. I'm, I'm um, huge fanatic. Let's start off with you. Um, yes, give me your thoughts on Spider-Man Far From Home. Far From Home trailer, yes. Uh, the highly anticipated trailer where I swear to God, it seemed like every human being on the planet was talking about for like those 24 hours before the trailer actually dropped. Um, it was... Very nice. I thought it was a very good trailer. I saw a lot of things I wanted. Look, we talked about it last week. I said I didn't need much. I really just wanted to see Fishbowl, Hidden, Stereo, and I got just that. We got a little bit of the Elementals. We got some Nick Fury action with uh, with Peter. We got to see the new suits. We saw both new suits. Um, and we got to see some interactions with some of his friends. And we know they're obviously in Europe. A little couple, a couple little Easter eggs, especially date Easter eggs for like when the Amazing Fantasy came out and all that extra stuff. Um, but 
I, I really did enjoy it, and they obviously, uh, the biggest thing watching it was like, well, how are they going to tackle, you know, the whole end game thing? Well, guess what? They didn't, and they shouldn't have. So I commend them for doing what they did, showing us what they needed to show us, and get us excited without ever, ever referencing and, um, Infinity War or, of course, Endgame, which is going to come out before uh, Far From Home. But I, I, I really did enjoy it overall. I'll ask you this, Joel, before I, <clears throat> before I move on. Um, what was your one standout moment? Just one standout moment. Like the moments where you saw and you were just like, wow, um, of the trailer. My wow moment was, I think it was Mysterio. Seeing the fishbowl head, man. When when Jake Dillon showed up from the green smoke and it's him tackling at the, 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 the earth monster, or earth elemental, whoever the fuck that ends up being. Um, and him and his fishbowl head on the cloud. I'm like, that was badass. There was a couple of cool shots, but I think that was my standout moment with the fun, the, the the tail end of that trailer. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I it, it was crazy because it's like we've been waiting for Jake Gyllenhaal to to break into the the superhero world, whether it was over in DC as the Joker, possibly you know rumored him as possibly being in the running for Batman. We just felt mm-hmm. like Jake Gyllenhaal was one of those great talents that, you know, would bring so much to um, the superhero world. So to have him as Mysterio and then to just see him pop in from that green smoke was just like, man, what a freaking time we're in. Um, but, Dane, I'll go to you. Actually, yeah, Dane, I'll go to you next. Um, what were your thoughts on the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer? And <clears throat> as you start to, to end uh your um your breakdown. Give me your one moment that kind of was just like wow for you from this trailer. Well, well, first I just want to let you know that I think it was funny that you know you were after you said my name, it, it like you were gonna go to someone else, John. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, because it was I, like I, I was I was thinking. I'm the captain now. Things in my head, and I was just like, no, no, no hold on, go ahead, James. <laughs> All right, so um, I, I love this trailer. I. I I love the humor in these movies. I love the John Hughes feel that they kind of have with them. Um, I like that uh, Happy Hogan is kind of like hitting on Aunt May. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I just love everything with Nick Fury. Um, like like uh, Joel said, the new suits, uh, the the relationship that's that's blossoming with MJ. Uh, how about Peter Piper here to pick up a passport? Just just stupid like little things like that that they make that are just funny within it, and then. The ending with Flash Thompson saying, like, you know, he sticks up for the neighborhood. He has a dope suit. He's like, what up, dickwad? Like, I just like everything within these, these movies. I love the, the feel, the tone, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, I mean, it's hard to say, you know, anything besides the Mysterio scene, uh, but I really also did like the introduction of Nick Fury within it. I thought that was uh, perfect uh, and pretty awesome. And, um I'm sure we're going to go into detail, possibly, about, like, what we think of the situation. But I'm really starting to think that the whole thing is Mysterio is controlling hard light through illusions and causing that destruction himself, uh, maybe to rob something while there's a distraction. I feel like that's going to be within the storyline, but I could be wrong. But uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, we can definitely get into that a little bit more, but, I I mean, it's crazy because it's like uh, the biggest thing I heard a lot of people, uh, I don't want to say complaining, uh, you know, kind of talking about was like, oh, man, like, you know, if you see the check uh, that, that Happy was holding, like it was signed by Pepper, so like does that mean Stark's dead? And I'm like, 
Do you guys forget the first Iron Man movie where it kind of seemed like Pepper did everything and Tony Stark just appeared to things? So it's not out of the realm of possibility. Like, he could still be alive and Pepper, (laughs) Pepper still just handles everyday business. I mean, Tony Stark has always just seemed like the guy that does not want to handle day-to-day, just wants to show up for the things that are, like, super important. And this didn't look like something that Tony Stark would show up for. So, I mean, that, that to me, is not a red flag for, like, uh, Tony, Tony could be dead. Look at the check. It's, it's Pepper's name. So, I mean, that, to me, wasn't like, oh, man, like, that was telling. And also, a, another one was when Happy was saying the line, um, you know, you're all alone. The thing about trailers, and especially with Marvel, None of it usually is connected to each other. Um, like, it could have been out of context. Like, he could have been saying that to scare Peter for something. He could have been saying that because Peter is in a situation to where he's fighting these monsters by himself and there are no Avengers to help him. Um, so, I mean, he could have been saying that for numerous reasons. So, a lot of these red flags that people are, like, throwing, like, oh, no, 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 this means that and that means that. Let's just remember, it's a trailer. So, the context matters. Context is key. Um, but Nick, excuse me, give me your thoughts on the trailer and then give me your one moment that, that stuck out to you that you were just like, man, that was crazy. Oh yeah. I love the trailer. I mean, like Joel said, we, we kind of talked about the things that we wanted from it last week and we pretty much got all of them. So either, uh, I mean, either Sony is is like somebody at Sony is listening to our pod, like to to get a beat on things. Um, or they just like, we're like, yes, this is what fans are going to want. Probably the latter, but you know, I, I, I'm still uh, skeptical a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, it is great. We got everything that we wanted. We got to see the elementals. We got to see Mysterio, which is definitely my fan out moment. Um, I think it'll be really cool to see like how uh, how the fishbowl head like is incorporated, like how because of course when we first see him he doesn't have it, and then when he's in that wider shot where he's fighting one of the elementals he he definitely does. Um, so I think that'll be cool to see how like that forms. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's uh, like just overall was super cool. Uh, like Dane said, like just the feel of the movie is great. Um, I, I, the, the little bit, like the funniest little bit to me definitely was, you know, Oh, you got a new dress. Oh yeah. How'd you notice? Uh, and he's like, what just happened? Like, what, like, why are you flirting with my aunt? Like, this is not cool. Um, but, uh, also like, I think it's, you know, obviously something that we didn't really talk about last week. Um, it's, it's almost like because so much has happened since homecoming, it's like, we kind of, uh, not forgot about it, but just it wasn't at the forefront of any, any of our minds. But obviously, at the very end of Homecoming, uh, Aunt May discovers that he uh, is Spider-Man, and it seems cool that they're they're taking this as like a uh, um, like a, a way to change things up and to make it different from previous iterations of uh, a Silver Screen Spidey, um, where she is like totally cool with it. Um, we we saw. Uh, saw them kind of do that in um in the uh universe that all of the into the spider-verse characters are inhabiting with a kind of og aunt may um who obviously knew of of peter's identity and everything i think that's a cool direction a cool way to 
to, uh, again, evolve the, the version of Spider-Man that we're getting on screen, and just to make it stand out and feel different than the previous iteration. Um, so I really like that. I think that's really cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, like, pretty much everything uh, is, is exactly what I wanted uh, in, in our first trailer. Um, and, you know, I, I look forward to seeing how the trailers evolve with, you know, the, the for the next two movies that are going to come out before, um, before uh, Far From Home comes out. Because I think, obviously, we'll get more of those um, more detail-oriented stuff uh, as that uh, happens. Yeah, and to, to kind of piggyback off what you were saying about Aunt May, uh, knowing that he was Spider-Man, that's very ultimate. Uh, ultimate uh, Spider-Man from the, the Ultimate Comics. Not the show, Joel, shut up. Um, the Ultimate Comics. Um, and what I like about that is, in the Ultimate Comics, some of his, uh, well, not, let me not say some, Norman knew uh, well, found out that Peter was um, Spider-Man, attacked him at school. So my question is, if Vulture ever gets out, will we see him attack Peter at home? Um, and let's say if MJ finds out at the end of this that he's Spider-Man, it now adds layers to where his villains now are looking at Ned, they're looking at Aunt May, they're looking at MJ. So it's now to where it's like Peter came into this, like, no, 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 don't tell Aunt May. Like, I don't want Ned, to, I don't want anyone to know. And then now it's starting, it feels, it's starting to feel like The Flash uh, to where it was like, Barry was like, no one can know who I am. By season two, it's like, everyone knows who I am. <laughs> it's like, all right, like, this is getting ridiculous. Like, it's supposed to be a secret identity. Don't, don't have everyone know that you're this superhero. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how his villains play, um, or at least Vulture, because uh, we do know he's going to be in this movie. At what capacity, we do not know. Um, but what he will do when he uh, escapes, now knowing that Peter is Spider-Man. So that, that adds an added dimension to where um, it makes things very difficult for Peter. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. As far as, like, a really cool moment for me, I will say it was the moment to where Hydro-Man hits Peter and he kind of breaks out into that spider pose. And then also what really just gave me chills through that, throughout this trailer is the way they did the Spider-Man scene, like, the trumpets to it, like, it just sounded so freaking cool. Like, I immediately wanted to make it my, my ringtone. Like, it was just <laughs> so cool the way that it sounded. Um, but this movie, like, Marvel and Sony, this team-up, which has to – I really pray that they re-up this summer because that's when um, it'll probably go down. Because just the way they've been able to give us the Spider-Man, I think we've all been really, really, really waiting to see. Um it's just so perfect, and Tom Holland just fits it like a glove. Um, his moments with MJ were adorable. I love those. Uh, the, the the love tension between the two, um, <laughs> to where she kind of just kind of like calls him out, and the idea of him just even telling Ned like, I, I want to kind of like impress MJ. I think she likes me, and I you know I want to make things things work with her. Um, a lot of this movie just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It looks like Marvel is following the formula that they built last year to where you have the standout movie that could kind of like break ground. Um, you have the huge event movie, and then you have that fun-loving, spirited movie. Um, last year went in the order of Black Panther, Infinity War, and man and Watch. This year is going to be Captain Marvel, Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, so the, I, I like that feel because to me it's like <clears> – <throat> 
we knew Black Panther set up Infinity War, and none of us emotionally were ready for Infinity War. So it's like after seeing, like, everyone die at the end of Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp was a perfect way to get our spirits back up um, before we had to get them drained again with Endgame. So this kind of works the same way to where it's like Captain Marvel, we know is the setup to Endgame. Endgame is going to crush us, but then we get that fun movie with um, with Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, another question I want to kind of throw around to everyone. Uh, Nick, I'll start with you. Um, kind of give me your thoughts on the, the elementals in Mysterio, because I kind of want to pose to you is, I, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, it's Sandman, it's Hydro Man, and I can't remember the, uh, the, other, fire, the other fire guy. I'm going to go out on a leap and say, Multiman, thank you. I'm going to go out on a leap and say, I don't think it's those incarnations of those characters. I think it's literally just the elementals to where it's the elements of earth, uh, fire, and, and water. I think Kevin Feige, I don't think he would just throw away Hydro Man, Sandman, uh, like that. I think he would, you know, kind of use them a lot better than just possible illusions or possible um, hiring of Mysterio. Nick, I'll go to you. What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think that they're actually Hydro Man and, and Sandman, or do you think that it's just an illusion that Mysterio could be just conjuring up? Yeah, I lean more towards illusion. Um, and as far as, like, throwing characters away, like, those aren't, those certainly aren't, like, the cream of the crop, like, characters, um, so, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it would be, um, I, I don't, I don't think that would be the thing, I mean, hell, they threw away the Mandarin, and, like, you know, like, if we're going to talk about, you know, various characters, I mean, that would be one that's kind of a little bit bigger than, than these guys, um, but, you know, I mean, I, I, I definitely think that they're going to be uh, – I would lean more towards illusion, but if they're not illusion, then maybe working in conjunction with Mysterio, something something along those lines. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, I, I always kind of felt like – because I believe Jake Gyllenhaal alluded to this uh, when they did that whole press junket overseas – I think he alluded to the fact of Mysterio being someone who kind of craves the the limelight, like who wants to be um, revered the same way that Spider-Man is. Um, and that might somewhat produce him, you know, manifesting things for him to become uh, looked at as possibly a hero. So I wouldn't be shocked. I'm just, when I say a waste, Nick, I mean in sense of, like, if the only chance we have to see Hydro Man and Sandman is as illusions. Like, I'd be more comfortable if that was actually Hydro Man, actually Sandman, and they were hired um, by Mysterio. Because then I'd at least be able to say, all right, well, cool. At least I'll know, at least I know that we got to see actual Hydro Man, actual Sandman. Because if you just do illusions, I feel like Spider-Man 3 won't have Hydro Man and Sandman. So, like, I want to see Spider-Man kind of go up against more of his villains, even if they're only used very, very shortly. Um, but if they're used as an illusion, it kind of means, like, probably this is it for, <laughs> for those carnations of, of those powers that you see. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Today, and I'll go to you. Um, do you think Mysterio is kind of manifesting these, um, or do you think that these are actually beings with powers that are hiring and, and, Nick, I'll go back to you after uh, Dan and Gerardo. I want to ask you this, Dane. 
do you think Mysterio um, is doing what he did in the comics to where his powers are illusions? Or do you think he might actually have powers? Because some of that magic did look like uh, Doctor Strange's magic. I don't know if it's it's so much magic or technology and he's producing hard light, uh, which is, you know, something that other characters have used. Or maybe it's some type of illusion based on, like, I know that Scarecrow within Batman, if he puts his serum on someone, they see what they what they see, but that might not be actually what's happening. So maybe he's going in Peter's mind. I don't know. Um, it's uh, it's it's interesting. Since I believe he's an ex stuntman and he's worked within the industry of special effects and stuff, uh, the whole statement that Jake Gyllenhaal said about his character, you know. Um, also saying that he was going to be the anti-hero, I don't think that, that that's the case. I think that it's definitely – I could see either scenarios where he's hiring these guys, but I kind of echo what Nick said. I don't really think that they're worth too much, uh, even if they were just illusions, if they use them. Because, I mean, if we were to go the, the Sinister Six um, route and finally get to that, or, you know, um, I know that Sandman's one of the key members – but I never was that big into Sandman and maybe we could have our cake and eat it by, you know, him producing the illusion once they're all together. So it's like he's in there, but not really, but I mean, Hydra man and, and molten man, whatever. I mean, they're kind of like, they, they sound like mega man villains. I don't really they give do. a shit, uh, <laughs> but, uh, and, and maybe, and I understand why people would, would feel differently. You know, I, I just, to me, it doesn't matter as much um, as long as they do Mysterio well, and I'm just curious of how they break down a character. He's a lot like – like his ego is, is very much like Booster Gold's, just in a completely different way where he just wants to be famous, and it kind of just drives him, well, to be a villain. So uh, I just wonder what else is involved within the plot. I can't wait to see the movie. Yeah, and that's not that's not Sandman though. Like we've said it a couple times, that's not Sandman. That's not like that's not the name that they've attached to the character um, at all. The the names are Hellfire, Hydron, Magnum, and Zephyr. Um, so that's, it, w- it wouldn't be Sandman even if it is an illusion. No, what I'm Whoa. saying is I could see I could see Feige or Stoney, whoever I could see them using him as Sandman in a sense to where. We're never gonna get Sandman. So like that. Well, here's the thing. With that guy was able. I didn't. I I, I didn't know those those details. If if that's the case, and they just have some really ridiculous names, and we've never heard them, they don't really have that much in the comics. Yeah, they're probably we're not gonna get Sandman and Hydra Man if they're just gonna use them like that. And I would definitely think now that they're illusions. Uh, I I don't think that they would put too much. They wouldn't build the characters. They would use the characters. If they're gonna, you know, have them. If there's some random dudes that have the same powers, yeah, they're just they're doing whatever to get around it, basically. Right, that's and I, I think that's where a lot of people get confused. They see these three characters, and they ignore the fact that they're called the Elementals, and they automatically go, "That's Hydra Man, that's Sandman." Um, that's what I'm saying. I think the disconnect is, is between a lot of people that saw that, heard the names, and still were like, "No, no, no, that's Hydra Man and Sandman." But I'm saying is, I think those carnations of those powers are the last time we will see the carnations of those powers. That's the, if, if I wasn't making that clear enough, I apologize. That's what I was trying to, to me, gotcha. um, you know, this will be the only time we see the powers of someone who could do that like Sandman or that like Hydro Man. Um, but Joel, 
uh, what, what are your thoughts on the somewhat villain uh, between Mysterio and the Elementals? Um, and also give me your thoughts. What, what did you think when you saw Mysterio kind of use the element of magic? Like, did you go immediately like, oh, no, 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 that's just like in the comics to where it's like projections? Or did you think maybe they could possibly go the route of him kind of manifesting somewhat of an ability, whether it's learning the, the, the magic art uh, and kind of fusing it with the technology? Because I believe he uses Chitari uh, technology to kind of to kind of conjure all this up. Um, or, or like I said, or do you think his powers are just purely uh, manifestations of, of illusions? I definitely don't think it's uh, special effects, like movie special effects, like it was in the comics. I think it is a combination of Tutari tech and other bullshit. Um, for all we know, he has some connection to the arcane arts, like we've seen Doctor Strange, and maybe there's something he's using. I don't know. Um, and if it's a combination of two, it's fine, as long as there's illusions involved. We know Mysterio is all about the illusions. Um, I have no doubt the elementals are the elementals, because especially if those are the names that they, they've been given, those are the names of the elementals. It's not Hydro-Man, it's not Sam. And if it was, I really wouldn't care. This <laughs> Hydro Man, Sandman. We got our Sandman in the original trilogy. I, I didn't need him then. I don't need him now. And I never need like him in the Sinister Six. Um, that's how I feel about Sandman. Hydro Man, uh, a great D-list Spider-Man villain from the old cartoon. Loved it, fine. But if this is if they're not them, and, and you're right, if we see these power sets, we probably won't see them in the future, and we don't really need to. They're good as big monsters that are there to fight off, but, you know, that's what they're going to be. I really do believe they're probably uh, constructs or illusions of Mysterio to make himself look good. And I know some people uh, are confused at the fact that he was helping Spider-Man, but that's Mysterio's thing from the beginning. He, he came in to look like a hero. He sets up shit to make himself look good. And in the end, you know, he's just not all out there. He's kind of crazy, and he's a bad guy. And that's exactly what I'm expecting. I'm expecting him to eventually turn to a villain at the end and pretend to be a good guy and probably make Spider-Man look bad in some capacity just to make himself look good and use the elementals, that, you know, as the way to do that in probably different parts of Europe, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, that's kind of where my head is at with that. Yeah, I mean, no doubt we, we should point out uh, for people who maybe aren't as knowledgeable, um, they are taking liberties with Mysterio, uh, just his, as far as the fact that um, him and Nick Fury know each other. So it's not just like, oh, this guy just walked in and was like, hey, I can save the day. Nick Fury, uh, as it's being reported, obviously, because none of us have seen the movie, um, knows him, brings him in to help with the elementals. Um, and then I guess just grabs Spider-Man along the way. Um, but this isn't the sense of just like, but, you know, these, these creatures attack, and then out of nowhere, this, this magic guy just pops in and saves the day. Um, so it, it's a little bit different, not drastically, but a little bit different. Um, but I could definitely see the, the idea of him wanting to be a hero, um, seeing all these heroes, wanting to be one. We, we can go ahead and, and dispel the idea of this isn't the, the carnation of Mysterio to where he tried to be an actor, couldn't cut it because he was ugly. I mean, we all look at Jake Gyllenhaal and go, he could, you could scar his face, and that's still not believable. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal is not ugly. Um, so we know they're not going that route. Uh, so we can cross that off the board. So this seems more like he wants to be a hero, will try to do anything to create a problem, to solve it, to look like a hero. Um, but, Nick, I wanted to throw this question over to you uh, so I didn't forget to ask you. Um, do you 
do you think the the powers are anything, or it's just purely uh, illusion? Because like I said, it looked just the same as when Doctor Strange kind of conjures up that huge circle. Um, Doctor Strange's is yellow, and Mysterio's was obviously um, green, but it kind of looked really similar, like to the point where I was like, wait, are they going to magic route here? Yeah, I mean, they could be. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's just, it's, like, a little too early to tell. Um, I, I, honestly, like, I I don't really, I'm going to, I'm going to pull my Joel card on this, and I don't know. Like, I, I don't, uh, I, we're just going to have to wait and see. I don't feel like that, again, like, the good part about this trailer is it doesn't give away too much. So it leaves us asking these questions, but, um, but like, I, it, it's, I didn't, enough to have a, a cemented um, theory one way or the other on it. Uh, just me personally. No, fair enough. Completely understand. I will say for anyone who did not see the, um, I think it's the international version of this trailer. I think that's, that's what it's called. Um, mm-hmm. Hilarious part that was not in the, the trailer that we got um, is Spider-Man at the airport the lady seeing his suit in the suitcase, holding it up and going, what is this? And he's kind of just like, you know, it's like pajamas or whatever. And then she's like, okay. And then she's like, you can't bring this banana. And he's like, oh, all right. Like she completely ignores the fact that like that kid is Spider-Man. And she's like, no, no, you can't bring your banana. Hilarious. Tom Holland is funny as as Peter Parker. I love that. Also, I think, Dane, you brought it up. The the whole scene of uh, what you call it, Slash at the end, kind of just like, glorifying Spider-Man and then, like, crapping on Peter, not really knowing that Peter is Spider-Man, will always be hilarious. Um, I hope they continuously run that. Like, don't don't have Flash find out that he's Spider-Man. Continue that, because that's just hilarious. Um, did anyone else have anything else to, to add? Uh, anyone want to talk about Fury? Uh, any Stark theories or anything? Or are you guys good? Good. Yeah, 30 good. minutes in, I think I'm all right. All right. Um, all right. I mean, like, it's, there's not much to have a theory. He has like a super cool entrance, uh, shooting Ned in the in the neck with a, a drink. Um, it, it was very reminiscent of uh, when he first met Iron Man. Like, it was just it was super cool the way that he just entered. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like Nick Fury is back. Looks like Shield is back. One thing I did want to ask, last question, and we move on to our next trailer. Um, Joel, I'll start with you. What do you think that building is that they're uh, recreating um, where the Avengers Tower used to be? Who do you think that building belongs to? I really want it to be the Baxter building. (laughs) That or Oscorp. I think those are the two options everybody wants and would disappoint me if it's anything other than one of those two buildings. See, I think it's funny because it's like now I feel like it has to be because it's like, all right, happy saying that they sold the, you know, that they sold the building. Cool, whatever. I mean, it, it now gives us reason to know that we won't see that building uh, a lot anymore. But then when you show it in the trailer, like being rebuilt, mm-hmm. we're like, all right, mm-hmm. well, you purposely showed that. So now it has to be something. Um, Dane, I'll, I'll ask you. Uh, I'll make it more specific. Oscorp or the Baxter building? Which one are you going with? <laughs> I was actually going to go with something different, but, you know, I mean, oh, no, out no, of no. those. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. 
I, I think it's going to be Kanye's palace. Um, I think Kanye West is going to move to New York and take it over. And I, and I, I see potential. I see potential in Kanye West as a supervillain. I think that would be very, very interesting uh, in the MCU. So I'm looking forward to that. Actually, um, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Oscorp so we can keep it within the Spider-Man stuff. I know we'll get the Baxter Building. Let's establish that. But I want to get Norman Osborn, not so much a Green Goblin, but as a character somewhat developed, even as just a building at first, uh, for the Spider-Man movies placed in New York. So that's, that's oh, yeah. I hope, at least. I'm completely with you, because now it's like, with, with all the, the possibilities of Iron Man potentially dying, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I kind of like the idea of, instead of, like, Green Goblin at all, like maybe get an Iron Patriot. Like, I, I now kind of really, really, really like the idea of having another billionaire step in um, with his own tower, uh, and Dark him Avengers. kind of parading. Huh? Say it again, Joe. The, gr- the Green Avenger itself. Oh, right. The Green right. Avenger. The Green Goblin itself could just be his split personality messing with them and something that, you know, he manifests and sees. Kind of like in the uh, in the uh, original Raimi movies, in the mirror or something like that. And they can go down that route potentially, but then you can get away with the fact that he is insane. He's got this Joker side to him that's trying to consume him. And he just goes the Iron Patriot, Dark Avengers route, you know, Lex Luthor-ish, instead of just going straight into the Green Goblin. So you can you can you could do both aspects somewhat, I think. Mm-hmm. Play with you it. absolutely could. And I think the most interesting thing is we've always seen every time Norman and Peter have interacted, uh, the only connection between the two is Peter grew up with Harry. We have not had any mention of Harry Osborne whatsoever as far as being a friend of Peter, an old friend of any of that. So I'm really interested is like if they introduce Harry, will he be this new hotshot uh kid that, you know, is, is new to the school? Um, like what aspect will they go with? Like I'm really interested in seeing how they kind of make that hopefully, work because Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say hopefully it's not as jarring as um, uh, Amazing Spider Man two where they're just like, Here's Dane DeHaan right in there. There you go, you guys are friends. <laughs> And I feel so bad because Dan Nahan is a really good actor, and that movie did not really showcase that. And the uh, first one was a good movie. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad what happened with that second fucking film. Outside of the Gwen Spider uh, Peter stuff, that was still good. But yeah, I digress. Um, <laughs> Nick, I'll go to you. Who do you think that that building is? Uh, who do you think is taking over that building? I my indication would be Oscorp, mainly because they got like they. Okay, two things. One, it's most closely connected with Spider-Man as far as with the sale and everything happening in Homecoming. And two, like the you know, they wrote that script far before anything was finalized with 21st Century Fox. So, like just from the outside looking in, it to me it would make more sense that it's going to play out to be Oscorp unless they decide to call an audible in which case maybe it becomes the Baxter building. Um, but I think the Baxter building will be something else and that the Avengers Tower will be Oscorp. See, the the fun thing, and we were talking about this before, or I, I think a few days ago or whatever, the cool thing about the advantage that Kevin Feige has in this whole MCU is he can retcon anything. Like, I mean, yes, I mm-hmm. agree with you. In, in Homecoming, that, that idea for that building was there without them knowing that they would get this deal done or whatever. But now that the deal is going to be done in March, 
unless they mentioned that, like, who bought that building by name in Far From Home, you could easily just say, no, we just had that building under construction, didn't know what we wanted to do with it, now we're doing this Baxter building. So, like, you could do, he could do anything once this deal is completed in March, unless Far From Home specifically says who bought that building. And I'll say this, Kevin Feige, don't, don't let it be a nobody, man, because we will flip out. It has to be somebody important. <laughs> the, the only thing is, I really, really want my like that that if it if it is the Baxter Building and it's Reed who who like purchased it or whatever, that like it, it, it's kind of jarring in the sense of just in the sense of like how that character has never been mentioned. Um, I mean, not that obviously like it's it's not unforgivable, but like. You know, like little little knickknacks along the way. Like even Strange was mentioned like four or five movies before we actually saw him and all that. Um, I don't know. It would just I I, I feel like um, like an up and coming tech guy um, uh, kind of coming out of nowhere maybe makes just a little bit more sense to me than like the smartest man on the fucking face of the earth. Like Tony Stark's never like been like, hey, you know what? Let's fucking get some help from that guy. Um, like, I don't know. Just, just, just my thoughts. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it, they would have to make it, make it make sense, but we've known that they either really make sense or they don't make sense. doesn't really matter. Like the, the whole timeline issue at the beginning of Homecoming. Homecoming was such a good movie. I, I kind of somewhat gloss over it. I noticed it, but just glossed over it. So, I mean, Kevin Feige is still here batting a thousand, so whatever. Um, let's move on. Let's get into the second biggest trailer. Some might have been the first, so, you know, won't be biased here. Uh, let's get into John Wick 3. I'll just say this. Keanu Reeves, you cannot stop making John Wick movies. Like, once I saw him on a horse, I was just like, all right, yeah, I need more of these. Like, I need, an, an, um, like, a crazy amount more of these. Um, and when they said this was kind of like the bookend, I immediately thought, like, there's so many different things you could do to bring John Wick back. Um, but it doesn't have to be his movie specifically. Um, but I'm getting too far ahead. Um, <laughs> Nick, I'm going to start off with you. Um, what were your thoughts on the John Wick 3 trailer? And how insane is it to see John Wick shooting people on a horse, man? No, oh, dude, it's fucking great. Like, I mean, uh, 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 like motorcycle chase scene and then all of a sudden now he's not on a motorcycle he's on a horse so you know that transition happens somewhere whether he goes from my guess is they mix it up and he's actually on a horse to start and then he jumps off the horse or like kicks like a dude off of a motorcycle and then jumps on a motorcycle like you know like so but some like some transition like that's bound to happen um but yeah it looks awesome i'm pretty sure he killed a dude with a book like that was fucking great. Um, <laughs> like, dude, yeah, it was, it was amazing. Like, uh, um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's going to be great. I enjoyed the second movie more than the first one. I think this one's probably going to, I mean, it certainly seems like it's going to take the cake as far as, like, absurd action. Um, but still, like, it still seems to have that very sort of, um, even amongst the, uh, uh, or I should say amidst the absurdity, it still has like this very grounded style of shooting that they, they like to yep. kind of keep and, and do. Uh, and, and that, 
that lets you get by with a little more absurdity. So you, you don't turn your movie or your franchise into what Die Hard became. Um, you know, because, <laughs> like, God, do I love, like, the first three Die Hard movies. And then the fourth one, it was like, I don't think this is going in the right direction. And then the fifth one was like, fuck, that was terrible, dude. Um, but, like, I, I don't really – at least from, from the trailer and from after seeing the first two, like I don't, I don't really have that fear as much with this series, um, despite the fact that, you know, it, it, it certainly seems like it's going to be upping the ante, so to speak. But, uh, but yeah, I loved it. This is, um, for like Jawan, myself, and, and probably most people on this panel, this is like, um, uh, like our Fast and the Furious, which is, I think, why Jawan's like, don't stop making these movies. Um, because none of us really like the Fast and the Furious movies um, or, or the series as a whole. Um, but th- these are kind of our version of that. Like, it's just, I mean, different, obviously. Um, but, like, you know, like, uh, these are our, like, super kind of corny action movies, um, but not, not in the pleb way that I should say that for people who do like Fast and Furious but like in a different way uh, that's not they have the cars that, jumping buildings they have cars yeah. jumping buildings that type yeah, of yeah and, and I would I would just rather see you know like a dude riding a horse fighting off Yakuza like that's it, it's, as crazy as it, it sounds to say that's more grounded um it is <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah no I mean I, I love it I love the trailer I, I'm very excited for for the third installment absolutely and let me piggyback that Nick um Fast and Furious for all those Fast and Furious fans out there um who maybe aren't that high on John Wick allow me to remind you Jason Statham and Vin Diesel's car went at least 100 miles per hour, both cars, smashed into each other, and both guys just got out. I just want you to put that in the back of your brain. Remember that. And anything you see in John Wick will never be as insane as two cars going head-to-head and both guys just walking out. That is ridiculous. (laughs) And then a Ferrari going out of a crazy tall building and then just, you know, weirdly landing into another building and not crashing out of it. Your your franchise is ridiculous, okay? Um, it's one movie away from people getting superpowers. John Wick is a <laughs> real action movie that should have at least 30 of them, okay? Um, but, Dane, I'm going to go to you. What were your thoughts on the John Wick 3 trailer? Um, and, again, I'll ask you the same question I asked Nick. How crazy is it that he's shooting people on horses, man? <laughs> uh, dude, it's awesome. And honestly, and I, I just want to, you know, echo what you guys are saying and kind of go into it because it's it's whatever your cup of tea is, really. I mean, I, I yeah. do like s- somewhat a grounded approach, like you were making an example, Nick, of, of Die Hard or the first couple Lethal Weapon movies. Uh, you know, yeah. you got that. And then you, or maybe like a Mad Max to an extent, you know, those original ones. Mm. And then you got like your Arnold movies. And I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, but they're usually pretty damn cheesy. And I have like some Fast and Furious movies. Uh, The first one is just a Point Break uh, remake with different names. But, you know, when The Rock came around, it was a little bit different. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Hobbs and Shaw is something where everyone's like, no, that was actually a lot of fun. You should go see it. I ended up liking it. Uh, but I think that's because I'm a huge rock fan, if you smell what I'm cooking. Uh, to get into the uh, trailer, I loved it. 
Um, he threw, not only was he riding horses, but he threw a high action rifle, like a fucking throwing star to knock someone out. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's just stuff like that. And the, the dogs fighting, by the way, I didn't see his pup, pit bull later on with Halle Berry. You better not do that again to us. You know, I, yes. I, I, I can't do it. Uh, the music was awesome. They had ninjas on bikes with katanas, Halle Berry, Lawrence Fishburne, the matrix connection with, uh, Lawrence, like, Dude, I'm so exciting. I'm pretty sure I saw actor Jeremy or uh, Jerome Lin, uh, Flynn, who plays um, Brom on uh, Game of Thrones. He looks like he's one of the assassins. Yeah. I'm really excited because yeah. I love that actor. You know, it just, yeah, Woo! I'm 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 so excited about it. And I would love to see Keanu Reeves after him having this resurgence. Uh, I think because of the John Wick series and other stuff, uh, maybe even finding out a little more about his personal life. And uh, he's a, he just seems like a really good dude. I'd love to see him as a Marvel or DC character in a comic book film um, as someone. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I really do like this franchise. The first one had that indie feel in, in, in the very beginning and just went crazy. And I love the second one. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just very, very excited about this. Yeah, I will say John Wick is one of those rare <clears throat> franchises we've had in the past decade um, that just gets better with each movie. Like, usually you go, like, man, like, second one was okay, third one wasn't really that good, the first one was definitely obviously. Like, no, no, this seems to have been getting better with, with each movie. That's why I'm like, no, you don't stop now. Like, you're on a hot streak. Keep going. Like, do four, do five. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't see the Holly Berry aspect coming. I thought I read somewhere that she was the villain. So to see her with him, I was like, oh no, this is really cool. Like he has someone he can rely on. Like that's, that's really cool. Um, also I will say, I don't know if you guys saw the poster, uh, that they released. That poster is freaking sick. Um, I love that poster. It's so subtle, but I love it so much. It's like I did the last one with like the a thousand guns around his neck. I was like, these guys just get it. They just get it. Um, well. What were your thoughts on the John Wick 3 trailer? And please tell the audience why you prefer Fast and Furious. Go. I don't prefer Fast and Furious, though I am a fan of the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies, uh, aside from maybe the second one. Um, but I love the John Wick series. Uh, it came out of nowhere. Like, the first movie was barely even advertised. It just came out. And... Um, it became a hit, and the second one was great. And then, like, you know, well, the way it ended, like, basically it was John Wick versus the world. <laughs> I just could not – I just – I was like, that's what I can't wait to see. And then the trailer gave us a little piece of that because there was a countdown. Like, to me, the countdown part, and then you see everyone getting ready to just go at him. I think, I just can't wait to see how he's going to defend himself where there is nowhere to hide, where the world is basically – like, all the assassins on the planet are looking for him. And it's like – it is John Wick versus the world. And, like, that, that aspect of it excited me more than him on a horse. But the idea of him uh, just doing his thing is just against every and anyone is, going to, is, is really what excites me. And, uh, and that trailer looks great. And it looks even better on a Dolby Theater because I saw the glass in Dolby, and that, that trailer looks great on that screen, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I want to get back to something Nick said, because I think it was overlooked a little bit. He killed someone with a book. Like, I mean, it was crazy in the second one that he did it with a pencil. Um, he killed someone with a book. Like, crazy. Like, this movie is so much fun. So much I forgot fun. to mention it. Uh, uh, real quick, I forgot to mention it, and no one else did, so I, I feel like I got to. Um, 
Uh, also, I think the line that kind of best encapsulates like the movie is when Ian McShane is like, well, you know, I mean, it's basically him versus like every assassin on the face of the earth. So yeah, I would say the odds are pretty even. <laughs> like, that was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> Well, how badass is this guy in his prime? Right. <laughs> the boogeyman. Yeah, for real. The bubble Yeager. Oh, uh, yeah, so there cool you go. That, it's so cool that Keanu Reeves has been able to capture, like, this, this action world. Um, because I always thought, like, man, like, Jason Statham. I always wanted Jason Statham to be able to have something like this to where you could look at it and go, yeah, man. Like, he could at least say, like, he did some really dope action trilogy. Crank tried. The first one I thought was so much freaking fun. The second one was just like, yeah, you probably should. Have, oh, oh the second one was great. I, I really just, I was like, man, this, this is off the wall. Like the first one was crazy. Right. But the second oh, one no, was but like, like it's played. It, see, and that's the thing. It doesn't take itself seriously. Whereas like Fast right. and Furious movies try to take themselves seriously, and it's like, dude, you totally like a movie like Crank Two is like. If you're not gonna like be a serious action movie, you can get away with all that shit, you know. Right, which like, like shoot em up. Obviously went that route. Yeah, Stop or triple X. Shoot em up, so. <laughs> um, Nothing. But shoot em up shoot is up fucking like, awesome, dude. No, yeah, yeah, Looney Tunes with, with that movie. Oh, that movie Lord. is fucking great, dude. Yo, oh, crazy. Awesome, no. Disrespectful. No. Paul hey, can I also that. say I like two motherfuckers who love Legend of Arthur? Fuck y'all. <laughs> King Arthur. <laughs> Whatever. King, damn it. <laughs> Can I just also say... Him, There's too much disrespect here. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> um, thank God for Halle Berry. My Lord. Not only a great actress, <laughs> but she is gorgeous. Sorry, I, had to, I just had to say that. <laughs> no, no, we needed a break for that. I appreciate that. Um, let's move on to our final in the trailer talk. This one was a teaser. Not a full trailer. I'm going to give all the details for this before I pass it on. Um, apparently, we're having a Ghostbusters. Uh, I guess it's a sequel to the originals. It has nothing yep. to do with the all-female one. Absolutely nothing. I can't say that enough. Absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, apparently, this is... Juwan just cementing home why he hates women. <laughs> <laughs> I just... No, because... The crazy thing is, Nick, what's funny is when I heard this, my first thought was it was a sequel to that movie. And I was just like, there's no way anyone's going to see that. <laughs> so now that it's known that it's not, I want people who aren't, you know, that that interested in finding out details, like they hear it and just go, no, I hated that last one. I just want them to know it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, apparently it takes place around, um, let me not say takes place, it's, it's about four teenagers, apparently. Two boys, two girls, I think uh, I think was the report. Um, mm-hmm. According to Ernie Hudson, uh, has confirmed that the original Ghostbusters will appear in the new movie. Um, so that's really cool. Excuse me. Although I think one or two of them were in the all-female one. So like, eh. Not as their but, characters, though. No. Right, I think right, they were all right. in it's it, but not as their characters. Yeah. Um, but I will say from this teaser, it gives me a very eerie feel. It gives me a very, I don't want to say stranger things feel, but it does, it doesn't feel like it's going to be overly comical. It feels like maybe bingo, they're, going bingo. More, they're yeah. going a more serious route to it, uh, <laughs> rather than it just being just completely comedy. Um, so it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It does not come out until next year, which I thought was really weird that we got a teaser this, this early, but cool. Start that hype train now. Um, but yes. Yeah, 
Dane, I will go to you first because I know you had some stuff to, to get off your chest about um, this teaser and I guess maybe this movie altogether. Um, so I'll, I'll pass it to you first. Your thoughts on the teaser for Ghostbusters. Um, yeah, I don't really care. Um, too little, too late. Um, I just, they, they could have done this five years ago and I would have been a really enthusiastic and I have nothing. I didn't see the, the one, the, the movie with the ladies in it has nothing to do with that. Honestly, if they put it in the same universe instead of having cameos, just had them play the characters and like a passing the torch, I would have been okay with it. I just, it didn't enthuse me and then everything from it. I just, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it basically and get, get my own form of my own opinion, which maybe if it's on, I, I doubt it could be that bad. Um, so it's like, well, if the all girl casting doesn't work, let's try to stranger things uh, route. And it's like, man, fuck off. Like, I don't really even give a shit. I mean, just, it just really Sony. It's like, I care more about what happens with the fucking uh, men in black uh, remake with Chris Hemsworth than I do <laughs> about this. I really, I really don't care. I, I would love to put this whole thing, this whole franchise. I understand Sony's got to make money, but just put it in a fucking rocket and send it to the goddamn like Pluto, which is apparently <laughs> not a planet. The, the people that think that 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 Pluto is not a planet, planet are are just as uh, as much douchebags I think of the people behind this movie. They can all suck it. So fuck off. That's all. It, it is a planet. It's a dwarf. Let me. Let me yeah, ask, let me ask exactly. you this, Dane. It's not a regular planet anymore. Yeah. <laughs> let me ask planet. you this, Dane. And there's if actually the one, a 10th and 11th one. If, yeah. the, uh, if the last Ghostbusters movie uh, were never made, like it, it just didn't exist, and this was the one that they were making, um, you know, and there hadn't been obviously a Ghostbusters movie since the, the originals, would you be more open to the style of what it looks like they're trying to do with this Ghostbusters movie? Possibly, but, you know possibly shellfish wouldn't hurt my stomach when I ate them. You know, it's like different routes, man. Just fucking, I just, I really just, I'm really just aggravated about this whole franchise because I love the first one. And I also love the second one. I know a lot of people don't, but I mean, that was like when I was a kid and I love the cartoon and I just, uh, it just seems like a, a corporation trying to milk a franchise and not really investing, trying to, you know, make it good, I guess. And, you know, maybe with the fact of who's creating this and, and the, the enthusiasm, it might be, end up being something good, but I could care less. And, um, yeah, I'm thinking more about what I'm eating for lunch today than I am Ghostbusters. So. I, I will say this thing. I will say this. They are obviously trying to milk this franchise. That is not to be questioned whatsoever. Um, but I, I'm – I can only speak on on just kind of what I felt from the teaser. It just feels like it could be something cool, but a teaser usually doesn't really do anything for me. I need a trailer. So I think by the full trailer, I'll either be extremely excited or I'll be like, yeah, no, Dane was was definitely right. Um, But just (laughs) from the teaser, it it feels different. That's what I want to speak on. It just feels different than what they've done before. So that, in that sense, I'm excited to see. Anytime they take something that was kind of somewhat a comedy and kind of try to make it serious with a little bit more of a scarier edge to it, uh, I'm interested in it, is, is what I'm saying. I'm not saying this will be a hit, whatever. I'm just maybe, I'm interested. 
Maybe it would have enthused me if they got the uh, old guy that used to do the Disney movies for the coming soon, like in it. I mean, <laughs> they just played they played the fucking theme music, which is great. I really liked it. It's, it's Stranger Things, you know, with Ghostbusters. That's fine. <laughs> it, it's what it felt like. Why is anything with teenagers like Stranger Things? Because they made it popular. Like, it's I guess, about sci-fi like, and ghosts so and, and, and horror. You know, it's something that's popular that kind of started because of the popularity of Stranger Things. I think that that's right. Except I mean, you know, Stranger it, Things was a copy of a billion other things. Like, I don't know yeah, why everyone movies. goes back to that I, nowadays. I, 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 I feel like it's all throwback to the 80s, you know, movies, which is great. And I love that. But I think that, you know, it would be it and Stranger Things kind of made that popular, and now Hollywood's kind of doing their thing with it, so... Well, no, even you know. people were like, it... They were like, oh, they got the kids on the Stranger Things, copied Stranger Things, like... Not well, but it came out right before people, Stranger Things that. was popular, Nick, you know? I Nick, mean, I, think, I think it's the same feel that people have to where whenever you now see an older guy with a younger kid, they're like, oh, they're, they're trying to do like, like Logan. Like, no, no, it's been sure. done before, think- but Logan... To yeah. an extent, so it was they done are. So well, they now compare it. Yeah. They now compare it to it. So I mean, I could get right. how someone could feel like this feels like Stranger Things. I mean, the it being surrounded by uh, four teenagers, and then kind of like the feel of the spooky kind of horror feel that it gave off. Uh, you don't have to say that it's gonna be like Stranger Things, but it gives you that vibe. Um, same way Punisher gave you that Logan vibe. I'm not. So, all I, mean, right, I, could, look, I could get I'm, the comparison. What What I'm trying to say is, I don't think that it's trying to be Stranger Things. I think that Sony is banking off of the money that Stranger Things accomplished by making that type of concept popular. Very I much like if a company that. were to try to do a Logan... Okay, well then, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. No, I'm saying no, no, I'm no, agreeing no. with you. I'm, I'm saying I could see that. Oh, oh I, said, I thought you said I couldn't <laughs> see that. Apologize. No, uh, I could but see yeah. that. Dave was like, what? I give up. Um, but no. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> Let me, let me Sorry, on. Um, Joel, what did you get from the Ghostbusters teaser? Are, are you possibly excited for the idea of a new feel? Are you like Dane? You could care less. You were fine with just the originals that you had from um, from back then, or are you uh, excited for the possibility of what this could uh, bring going forward? I am a huge Ghostbusters fan. Uh, I, I grew up on the Ghostbusters like many of my cohorts here, except maybe Juan, who was uh, yes. not, not old enough. Um, but, yeah, but like in Ghostbusters, it was like one of my first loves. Even before Ninja Turtles and, and even Batman, I, I loved the Ghostbusters. And I loved the original movies uh, of the Ghostbusters. And I've always wanted to see them again. I I love them. I love them. I've always loved them. I love the cartoons. I even love Extreme Ghostbusters. I'll take Extreme <laughs> Ghostbusters. Now, when the movie came out a couple of years ago, all the girls, I was against all the girls. I wish there was a little more diversity in terms of men and women, but I went in with an open mind. You know, I was like, fuck it, let's see how it is. I didn't like the movie, and I rarely dislike movies. <laughs> I just, I didn't. I didn't like it. Um, I left a sour taste in my mouth, though I thought some of the performances were pretty good. Um, I didn't know how to feel when the news came out, but I, anytime you, you, you bring back, like, my past, like, the nostalgia is going to hit. I don't care what it is. Like, Ghostbusters <laughs> has a special place in my heart. So you're saying you're going to do it again, but with the original cast coming back as themselves, yeah, you kind of got my money already, even if it probably turns out to be a piece of shit. 
uh, I'm interested. And now I'm interested. And then that teaser helped because it brought not just – it felt like the music. There was the music and the extra one. And the feel, pyramid, oh, man. my God. Yeah. It, it just had that feel. And so it, it, I'm, I'm more interested. And then they're bringing Jonathan Reitman in, the son of the, the original director Jason. of the Ghostbusters film. Or Jason. I'm sorry. Jason Reitman. I'm – that I mean, you're, you're talking to me now, so now I'm interested. Before, if it was mm-hmm. just a random director, I would have been a little more hesitant. Uh, they're going the, the Stranger Things route with the younger kids. Fine, whatever. Just give me Ghostbusters and do it right. <laughs> as long as you do it right, you know, I don't care. Like, if they could have done it with the girls, a lot of people did like it. I didn't. But if they did it, if it, if it performed better, we'd probably get a sequel to that movie. Uh, but this one's going to be a, a, a direct sequel to, I think, the original movie. And yeah. It works for me because that's the best movie. <laughs> I love. Don't get me wrong. I love Ghostbusters too. Um, I'll, I always remember the scene with the Statue of Liberty movie. I don't care how much that made me. <laughs> I still love that scene. <laughs> um, and just that painting. Yeah, that painting pain, is yeah. iconic. Vigo, you can't forget Vigo. Yeah. You can't, Alan, come yeah. on. There's, there's so many good parts of Ghostbusters. I had nightmares yeah. with him in it. Oh yeah, he's, dude. Yo, he he's creepy as fuck. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of parts <laughs> of that movie that still give me nightmares. But that's what they could do now with this new cast with these with the two boys, two girls. Fine if they go with I think because I think the boy and the girl, uh, well, two of the boys and the girl. Or, well, I'm sorry, one boy, one girl. Or one they're gonna be real young. They're gonna be like 13, 12 age, and then maybe the other two are like actual teenagers, seven, sixteen, seventeen, or whatever. Whatever. One of them is probably gonna be one of the kids. Uh, I doubt there's going to be all of them, but one of them is going to probably be related to the original cast uh, in some capacity, and I'm not sure who, but I'm so excited to find out who. And if Bill Murray is down to come back as Peter, I am down to see him come back as Peter. Done. Peter was my favorite character. I, I was just <laughs> it's everyone's favorite character. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. you always got to be hyped. You always got to be hyped anytime Bill Murray's looking to, to do something. Bill Murray is just freaking awesome. Um, Peter Venkman is the man. <laughs> Nick, I'll pass it over to you. Where are your feelings at for this uh, upcoming Ghostbusters movie and kind of just your thoughts on the, the teaser? Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited, uh, namely because, well, well, let me discuss the teaser first. The teaser's not anything spectacular, but what it does do yeah. is, I think you mentioned this, Juwan, it sets the mood. Um, first of all, yeah. Joel mentioned this, the theme, the theremin, the 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 musical instrument the theremin which was used um, in the library scene in the original uh, movie yes. um, is is used to kind of set the mood and even if you don't notice it your brain does and it's like you you feel that that opening shot that comes like um, kind of down near the leaves and then kind of pans up like that's a that's a horror shot that's a classic like Sam Raimi shot um, like Evil Dead. Uh, type shot yeah. um, mm-hmm. that you know like that again sets the mood so like the mood setting part of this like makes me think okay like these these guys get it like uh, and it's not surprising because Joel like you said Jason Reitman son of Ivan Reitman the original director right. um, like he I think he understands the, the, the franchise and that is the was the problem with um with uh, uh, Feig's uh, interpretation of it, because yeah, uh, yeah he he didn't Paul Feig he he did not understand um, the franchise. He wanted to make a Paul Feig movie that had Ghostbusters in it, and like so, like fans of the original um, 
series, the the first two movies and the cartoons and anything else, but especially the the original movie, are like this is not Ghostbusters. This is like the theme is all off, the the the, the feel is all off. This is like a slapstick comedy, um, and that's not what the original Ghostbusters was. It was it, it it played out very much like a horror movie with right. a ton of like comedic elements because Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd um, are just so damn funny and it was very well written and it was a lot of situational humor I'm sure a lot of it was Bill Murray ad libbing um, you know like the like <laughs> just like the scene uh, what's it in the first one where the they were like in the um, uh, like being interrogated or whatever, and like the, the police commissioner or whatever is like, is this true? <laughs> is this true? And he's like, yes, unfortunately, that man has no penis or no dick or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, like such great situational humor. See, and like y'all are laughing at me butchering it. it. Just knowing how good it actually is, and like, dude, it's it's just the like the first movie in particular is just a great <laughs> fucking movie. Um, oh man! Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, but, oh, like, I love that movie. Uh, it's so good, but like, yeah. So Jason Reitman uh, is probably the thing that has me most hyped about this. Uh, three movies that Jason Reitman has done that I really like. He directed Thank You for Smoking, he directed Juno, and he directed Up in the Air. Um, He directed those back-to-back-to-back, by the way. Um, Those are all really good movies. And if you've ever seen Thank You for Smoking, it is a very good comedy. It's a dark comedy, um, you know, uh, uh, basically about um, a guy who is um, uh, like the ad man, the, the, the guy who gets around all the loopholes for smoking companies, for various tobacco industry companies. Um, and, like, the, that is kind of, the, in my mind, the kind of approach you want to have. Like, you want to have that kind of humor in your movie. It's not just a, a flat-out, like, laugh-out-loud comedy. It's very situational, but there's some dark moments in there, too. Um, so not only do I like the familial connection between Jason and Ivan, obviously, him being... Uh, Ivan Reitman, the original director's son. I like the movies that he's done, and I can see some of those elements being worked into a third Ghostbusters movie that I think would be really cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all of that considered, I think that will be great. I definitely think one of these um, one of these kids uh, will definitely have some kind of relation to uh, one of the Ghostbusters. If not familial, then maybe they just live near one of them, and so that's the connection. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I saw from, one and, th- Sorry. Go ahead. Go, no, no, go ahead. No, I saw, I saw one theory that uh, that maybe it's um, so this kid, what's his name? You remember the baby in, in the second one that it's probably him all grown up? Yeah, and it's yeah, like his, he was and like his 30 family. now. Mm-hmm. Right, and it would be his family and whatever, stuff like that. That'd be interesting, too, if if they take anything from the second part. Yeah, I mean that that could definitely be interesting. I mean, um, you know, I mean, it, it, there's there's ways that you can make that work for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a, a a lot of different ways that they can make this work. I think they have uh, have it in the right hands. I I like Dane. I wish they would have just gone this route 
five years ago instead of saying, mm-hmm. hey, Paul, Ten years ago. make a Paul Fig movie with Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, that would have been the much smarter direction to go. Uh, and not even, like, in hindsight. Like, everybody said it at the time. So it's not even, like, it's not even, like, you know, a, like a bad trade where you're like, well, it made sense at the time. It just didn't work out. No, like, everybody knew it. Like, that, but so... But I, I mean, I digress. I, I nevertheless, I'm excited for the movie. Um, I I, yes, I like all of the elements that I'm seeing. So um, I'm just uh, crossing my fingers uh, that you know all all of the things that I've mentioned end up paying off in, into a good movie. Absolutely, Dane. You wanted to, to add something? I I just want to say that I will say that you know there is another trend in Hollywood right now, and I think this is actually one that's that's really positive, and that's people that really have a love and an association with a past property in Hollywood, you know, revamping it and making it what it was, but also for, you know, today's audience, and yep. obviously he's directly connected, and when I did hear one that he was involved, that was a very positive thing. I just... In terms of, 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 like, my level of excitement, that's what's dwindled. But when it comes to, you know, I hope this movie does well. I hope that they can change my opinion, and I hope that it's something that's like a sleeper hit or, or just does well from the beginning. But I just have no enthusiasm for this franchise is more or less what I was trying to say, since I sounded like a porcupine on fire. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I mean, as, as you were saying, as the, the thing that kind of went off in my brain was like uh, Joel was even kind of breaking it down uh, somewhat about that also. Like when I originally heard that they were going to be doing another Ninja Turtles so close to the last horrible Ninja Turtles uh, that was done, like my enthusiasm wasn't you know drastically high. Like to me, I'm gonna have to wait till I see a trailer for that. Like there, there's nothing you could tell me about it that would get me excited till I actually see a trailer. Um, so, I mean, I, I understand that. I mean, but it's just that the last one's left such a sour taste in my mouth that it's now, like, I'm not excited to see anything done. So, like, I get a trailer, and I'm like, okay, all right, this is drastically different than what happened before. They look a lot better. Uh, the story's a lot better. Like, there's just too many other things that I'm waiting to line up before I, my, I get my enthusiasm all worked up, uh, only to be let down. Um, so, no, I, I definitely get where you're coming from, Dane. Um, Excuse me. All right, but let's move on. Before we get into our scheduled topics, we're going to pass it to Dane for a word from our sponsor. Hey, guys. How's it going out there? I'm actually going to pass it to a, uh, a, you could say, quote-unquote, character I used to do. Uh, This is my cousin, Big Dana. So, Big Dana, take it away. Shut up, you stupid whore. All right, anyways, guys, remember the days you're always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast the pills so you can be ready whenever opportunity arises. I know from personal experience that Blue Chew is wonderful for me, and I've heard Dane talk about it a lot too. So, you know, it's, it's good stuff. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. 
They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got the special offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code GVN. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code GVN, to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, and faster choice, and we thank them so much for sponsoring the podcast. Back to you, Dane. Thank you very much, Dana. Thank you. All right, back to you, Juwan. All I'm saying is she definitely sounded hot. Anyway, let's get into our topic. Um, we have some news coming out of D.C. Um, <laughs> some news coming out of D.C. and Warner Brothers that I think is going to confuse the masses, kind of like it confused me, but let's get into it nonetheless. Apparently, Warner Brothers is looking at developing a trio of Harley Quinn-led films, starting with Birds of Prey, then Gotham City Sirens, which will all lead to a crossover film, Birds of Prey vs. Gotham City Sirens. That sounds like a continuity to me. Anyway, Payne, uh, I'm going to go to you first. What are your thoughts on developing these two solos that will then eventually come together like, let me think, oh, right, a continuity would with solos that lead up to a Justice League um, I see what, what you did there. What are your thoughts about this? <laughs> um, the, the thing, so this next movie, correct me if I'm wrong, is Gotham City Sirens. Right, the the one that they're doing oh. now with uh with Margot, I think is Gotham City Sirens. I thought it was Birds of okay. Prey. Okay, well, it is Birds of Prey. It's Birds of Prey. It's Birds of Prey. Yeah, okay. Sorry, it's it Birds of Prey. See, it's so damn confusing. So the first one is Birds of Prey. Okay, that is fine. All right, so if they're going to introduce the good characters, use Harley as a linchpin, do a second movie, introduce the the Gotham City Sirens, and then have the third one be the two of them going at it. I'm fine with that. I wanted this first movie just to be that within the storyline of them just fleshing right. out a lot of these female characters, the villains and the heroes. So if they want to fucking take this in the course of three movies, yeah, the, the continuity aspect, like you said, Juwan, I thought the same thing, especially with another announcement we'll talk about from DC. But, you know, I mean, that's, that, that's fine with me. That gives enough – I'm glad that they're preparing and thinking ahead. Um, I just hope that they get the characters right, and I still don't know where the hell Barbara Gordon is. So. Yeah, I mean that's a great question. I don't. I, I I hope Barbara doesn't become Waldo in this female universe that they're building to where we're just constantly like, where's where's Barbara? Like, how are you still doing these? And there's no Barbara. Um, but it's one of those things to where it's like, who knows? Maybe DC is doing the one thing we've been wishing for them to do, and it's hiding. Like maybe they're hiding Barbara Gordon, and then we see her or hear mention of her um, in that sense. Uh, so who who knows? But, uh, Nick, what, what are your thoughts on what seems to be a continuity building with the uh, the female characters? Yeah, I mean, it is uh, in a sense, but I I feel like, and we'll get to this, maybe, maybe a little continuity but not focusing solely on continuity um, because it, it is continuity in the sense that they're going to be tying together these characters – but these are going to be like Harley Quinn's little pocket of characters, is from from what I gather. Um, so in that sense, I don't think it's 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 not the same as trying to to build to make big Justice League movies. You know, it's, it's a little different than that. Um, but as far as you know, what they're doing again, I just, it goes back to this: like 
show me a good movie and I'll go see it and I'll like it. Like, give me Aquaman, we're cool. Give me Suicide Squad, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not going to be as keen on it. So, like, you know, I mean, I, I, I think if Birds of Prey is good, um, then they'll probably do that. Like, and that makes sense. Like, if Birds of Prey is good, then you can develop Gotham City Sirens, um, and then you can culminate that into what I, what I guess it would be BVG. <laughs> um, not to be confused with BVS or BFG. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see why they would want to maybe capitalize on that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm cool with it. I think, uh, again, the biggest thing, just give us good movies and it doesn't matter exactly what your continuity angle is or anything else. Like if you give us a good movie, um, something that you can build with, that's great. And it sounds to me like, you know, we'll probably get an Aquaman trilogy, We'll, you know, we'll probably get um, uh, a Batman trilogy at some point. Um, so this is going to be the the kind of super heroine versus super villain female um, trilogy that they're trying to develop, and that makes sense. I, I think when when I say the essence of confuse, what's confusing is if this does happen, that would make this, as you just said, a trilogy. The problem I have is. It's not been announced that any of what we've had so far um, is a definitive tri- well, trilogy outside of Wonder Woman. That's um, a whole other story, though. That's a whole oh, other Warner Brothers story. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I think what's confusing me the most is, like, I'm like, okay, even to the point that you just made, make the first one. If it's good, cool. Make another one. That's good. Make another one. Um, well, we live in a world where it's like it doesn't even really have to be that good, and we can still get another one. But just make it enjoyable. <laughs> Um, but it's one of those things where it's like my biggest problem with Warner Brothers, as, as Dane uh, has alluded to in the past, they have a real big issue with announcing a lot of things, and then some of it doesn't pan out. Just let this – this movie hasn't even started filming yet. Let this movie come out, and then you could come out and give us a whole slate if you want to. But let's just let's, – let's let one thing go before the other. Sure, but um, this wasn't like, an announcement, right? This is another no, no, this is no, no, this is a rumor. No, no, no. This, this yeah. is not an announcement. No, 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 not at all. Um, yes, yeah, thank you for for making that point. But, a lot of people would have but, thought it was an announcement. Right, but your your point still stands in that you know I, Disney manages to have almost no leaks, and Warner Brothers has a leak twice a week. <laughs> so exactly, and and to me, it's like even if you do have these leaks. My only issue is that Trump they never, right? They never come out and just go. I don't know where you guys heard that from, but no, that's not true. Like we're focusing on this movie right now, and then we're open to doing other things. Like they're just like, no, go ahead, go ahead and assume. Sure, yeah, cool, okay. <laughs> it's like, why would you do that? But anyway, Joel, before I get into what confuses me about Warner Brothers, uh, what are your thoughts on the possible development of a trio of Harley Quinn led films? starting with Birds of Prey, Gotham City Sirens, and then a Birds of Prey first Gotham City Sirens. Well, um, totally fine with that. I don't think many people would have issues with this. <laughs> um, and like Dane said, like this is kind of what I wanted from the beginning, but with, um, with well, the, the, the ending of this trilogy was probably what I expected from the beginning, with, like the Sirens versus uh, the, the, the Birds of Prey. But whatever, if, if it becomes a trilogy, I'm totally fine with that. Look, we've known 
for a while now that they wanted to do more than just another, like just another film with Harley Quinn. There was a lot of Harley Quinn esque movies. There was a Harley Joker movie at one point. There was the Harley uh, in Suicide Squad two. Um, there's a whole bunch of weird Harley movies, but this is just part of that. And I think it's just been apparently. It looks like it's just been narrowed down to like maybe these. This is the direction we're going because now Birds of Prey became a thing because initially it was Siren. That didn't work out. It became Birds of Prey. And now it looks like because of how much they enjoyed what they're doing with Birds of Prey, they want to they want to stick to this and go forward with that. So it looks like the Harley Quinn pocket uh, of the Warner Brothers DC movies will probably end up going in this direction if Birds of Prey does well. At, at least that's how I'm looking at it. And, yes, yeah. that is continuity. And I don't think continuity is going to go the way of the dinosaur. I just don't think – it's going to, every movie is going to lead to another movie. Like if you have to watch the last Marvel movie to watch this Marvel, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be like watch, like reading a comic book. You can read Batman and you can read Aquaman and you can read Superman. And those comics don't have nothing to do with the Justice League movie that might come out in the future. It's just how it might be. That just seems like what's going to happen. And Harley, this is her part of that universe. Uh, unless they say otherwise, like with this Joker movie being in a different, like, brand. Like it's going to kind of be its own pocket thing. Unless they say that, to me, it's all continuity. To me, it's all in the same universe. They don't have to necessarily say it unless it's, of course, an Elseworld type of story. But if it's all taking place on the same planet, I think we're all smart enough to believe that there's a possibility for, for crossover in the future. But right now, they're just focusing on just making good movies. And so far, Birds of Prey sounds good. I'm, I'm, just, I'm waiting for them leaks to come out because I really want to see what they look like at this point. But I'm really excited to see how this Birds of Prey movie goes. I'm liking everything I'm hearing. I just I can't wait to see this go forward. But, you know, right now it's all talk until, you know, this movie does well. The movie has to be good if we're going to see more. What I'm Fair interested enough. is, like, what are they going to do with Suicide Squad 2? Like, well, I, I mean, obviously, uh, well, Charlie broke well, that's out. That's another rumor. I was about to say, they, they yeah, did uh, come out with news that, um, well, let me not say news, with rumor. rumor. <laughs> that if these projects with Harley Quinn are happening, she would then be absent from Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. Um, which, to me, I'm fine with. Joel's brought this up numerous times. I am okay with the Suicide Squad 2 movie not being the same characters that we had in the first one. Like, I am completely okay with the idea of maybe one or two people being right. um, being exactly. brought over, but the team being new. Um, I'm completely fine with that. And yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. That... Go ahead, Dave. Like, with, within the comics, Joel, I mean, I think Deadshot was the only one really usually was on every single team, and sometimes I'm sure yeah. he wasn't, but I'm just saying the majority of the time. I think Boomerang was there most of the time. Basically, keep the two yeah. characters that did the best besides Harley Quinn with Will Smith's yeah. Deadshot and uh, Jack Courtney's mm-hmm. yep. uh, Boomerang and just change yeah, that it. That would be correct. Yeah. Deadshot has probably the most... Uh, has the most uh, tenure with the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I will say, and there's plenty of people for them to choose from. Hell oh, yeah! Like, give me Bronze Tiger, litter. damn it! <laughs> there's a whole litter. I want King Faraday, man. I I think like Rich hey, Flag and, and what's her and Enchantress, not no longer Enchantress, can be off, you know, wherever, and, and give Doing us King Faraday thing. as our new leader. Just like give us somebody that's, new, like. I, I, I just wasn't cut. a huge fan of, of Rick Flagg <laughs> in that movie. Like, Joel Kinnaman, I like Joel Kinnaman. Um, I thought he was – I've seen roles where I thought he was great, especially The Killing on Netflix, which I'd highly recommend. But just that particular role, I wasn't thrilled. 
I will say to go to uh, what Dan was saying earlier about seeing Keanu Reeves and something else, if they don't go forward with Will Smith, and I'm not saying that there's any indication that they are not. I'm not saying that. But if things do not work out and Will Smith is not brought back for Deadshot, Keanu Reeves or Ben Barnes, I would love to see either one of those guys take on Deadshot. I think um, I think what we've seen from them so far in, in their action portrayals, uh, they both would do a really good job uh, being being Deadshot. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'd be totally fine with either one of those guys. I think Keanu Reeves would bring something super freaking cool uh, to Deadshot, mainly because if, when you watch John Wick, you kind of get that feel of someone who's lost everything. He, you know, his wife died. Um, you know, someone kind of trying to fight to keep himself going. Deadshot not being able to have his daughter fighting to stay alive for her, to get back to her. Keanu Reeves, I think, could definitely pull that off. And Ben Barnes, which you kind of got from him in season one of The Punisher, um, I think he could definitely pull off uh, being Deadshot. So those two guys, I would love to see either one of them take on Deadshot again if Will Smith does not come back because we haven't heard anything about his contract or if, you know, he's even being mentioned uh, to come back at all. Um, so we we got to wait and see Man. what James Gunn decides to do with that. Yeah. Well, and we got the report that Gunn was going to shake things up and possibly have, like, a whole new cast of characters type of situation. Right. So maybe right. Deadshot's just not in it, you know? I mean, and, yeah. and if you were going to have someone in charge of trying to um, carry on this this uh, the, the Suicide Squad brand um, and not get your best two characters back, um, I would probably tr- trust James Gunn over just about anybody else to be able to pull it off. Yes, yeah, I will say, though, he does need a strong character. Notice that isn't yeah. an actor, a strong character to lead that um, uh-huh. So if you're That's not true. going with if you're not going with a top-notch actor, you need a strong character to lead it. Because um, non-comic book fans could care less, but us comic book fans, we don't want King Shark being the guy that's <laughs> that's leading that team. Like, no, I need a strong no. character, whether it be Deathstroke or whoever, um, to to lead that team. That that's all I'm saying. So as long as James, hey, what about that formula? I'm fine. How about how about Keanu Reeves as King Faraday? Yes. Hey, there you go. Yes. Hey, what problem yeah. fucking solved, dude? He doesn't. He doesn't have silver hair, but who gives a shit? I mean, at this point, yeah. just fucking, I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, Flash doesn't have blonde hair. We've been over this. It's, it's, it, it is what it is. Like you know, like it, I, I would be totally down. But I love that idea, Dave. I also want. I also want, and the idea of him switching up the the possible cast and everything. What I like about that is what I thought the first one lacked is. When you read the Suicide Squad comics, it it always gives you a feel of anyone could die at any at any moment. That's what the whole mm-hmm. term Suicide Squad means. In the first right. one, you were like, they're not killing off Will Smith. They're not killing off Margot Rock. You know, like, you could really deduce, like, all right, some of these characters just aren't going to die because of their, right. their popularity. So if you go with, mm-hmm. I'm not saying no names, but lesser names, we could then go into that movie going, they could probably kill off like three or four of these guys. <laughs> like, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's um, true. We need some jobbers. I want that feel back. Right, exactly. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> I need that feel always back. has jobbers. <laughs> I mean, exactly. <laughs> if you think about it, if you, if you have the team led by Slade Wilson, we know he's not going to die. But it could be up for grabs for everybody else. Like, you could have the movie end with there being three remaining people, and then Amanda uh, uh, tells Slade Waller. to kill the last three of them. 
So it's like, you know, you could always have that feel to where Slade could be the only one that's out of that movie, but that's the point of the Suicide Squad. Like the point Can we get is, Deathstroke you, in this fucking movie? Like, seriously? I just, like, and I just desperately want it, man. Whether you're the villain Manginello. or the leader, I want it. Even if but, you have to um, recast him, if he's got other shit now or something like that, I want Deathstroke in a damn movie, and I want him in a Suicide Squad, a Teen Titans, or a Batman movie. Those, those make the most sense. I agree. I, yeah. I completely agree with you, man. I wouldn't Do necessarily want him as a part of the Suicide Squad, though. Um, yeah, opposing, I, like, villain. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I'd be down um, definitely for I that. I think would make more sense. I mean, I, y'all know my whole idea of how I've charted out how to do, how they should have done Suicide Squad, which they totally could do for a sequel. Um, and, like, it, he would be a main player in that. Um, and it would be, mm-hmm. I think that would that would work well. And, you know, you could totally set it up where instead of, like, um, like him getting, you know, killed or escaping or whatever, he gets captured. And then so at the end, you know, the maybe the, the mid credit scene is Amanda Waller sitting down with him like, you have two options here. <laughs> and then you could set him up being part of the Suicide Squad. That's fine. I'm I'm fine with that. But he's always been her, her right-hand man. So at some point, if you're going to continue the Suicide Squad, he has to pop up at some point. Um, it, it just makes sense. Um, yeah. But all right, let's move on. We got another somewhat big DC topic. Um, and it's apparently Warner Brothers and DC are looking to take a step back from a shared universe. Um, This, again, is not official from Warner Brothers. This is a rumor. They are trying to take a step back from the shared universe. This is somewhat obvious. I mean, I think what a lot of people get confused, and Joel had to school me on this, a lot of people get confused just because, like, you watch the Shazam trailer and it shows Superman in the newspaper or the battery. That does not mean that you have to watch any of the the last uh, DC movies to get uh, Shazam. Like, that that does not mean that you can't have Easter eggs and stuff in movies. It just means, like, you don't have to watch the last one to understand any of the ones that come after. Um, so it's in a sense of they don't necessarily have to be directly connected. Like, Wonder Woman was loosely connected. You only had the, the brief mention of Bruce Wayne at the beginning um, to let mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. So that's what I think they're trying to focus on. Aquaman, too. All you had was the mention of um, the villain from the Justice League movie. Steppenwolf, thank you. Uh, And that was, boom, your connection to Justice League. Uh, Right. Joel, I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts on DC uh, and Warner Brothers possibly taking a step back from the idea of uh, a shared universe? Yeah, I mean, I kind of just talked about it (laughs) during the Harley thing, but I do believe it's a smart play to just gather yourself and you know figure it out what you're going to do if you do a big crossover make it make, make it mean something where you don't just hodgepodge everybody together without any you know a lot of people don't know the characters like we know the characters like justice league i still enjoyed seeing the justice league together because i've always wanted to see the justice league together but i'll always feel like it was incomplete because there was no green lantern why because you didn't have enough time to introduce one you know, it just it, it takes time to do that, to, to do a crossover. But if you focus on these movies, and you don't have to say that they're all stand, like in a different – they're all Elseworld movies. They all do their own thing. No, you don't have to do that. They can all be in continuity without actually referencing each other. Like you can watch these movies without needing to watch any of them. You can watch every, in the, every movie individually. And that one day if there is a crossover – a lot of people will have a reference to go back and watch those other movies 
and it could be a big event. Maybe it's a Flashpoint or or, or a Crisis movie or whatever the fuck they want to do in the future. But you have to, they have to work their way back into that because right now they're coming from a low. I mean, Aquaman's a good starting point to come back to it, but and not every every movie that might come out might not show up in a Justice League movie or whatever crossover movie they want to do. It's maybe it's specific characters, and it's just. It's just something they have to grow towards again. And continuity is something they, they should probably earn at this point and focus on doing the movies and letting directors have control over their movies. Right. And I do want to add, uh, because I think this is something a lot of people are under the uh, the mindset of, uh, continuity or shared universe is not what DC was at, you know, is where they went wrong in, like, you wanting no. to make these movies connect was not the issue. These movies being nope. bad was the issue. So I don't <laughs> want people going, Studio I don't involvement. Want people thinking, right. Yeah. I don't want metal metal or didn't help. Putting Zack Snyder in right, charge, because but sure. What I hear a lot is a lot of people going, stop trying to grab in on that Marvel magic. Like, no, 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 no. Shared universe can exist. Like, people can do shared universe. It's just, can you do it as well and, most importantly, as consistently? Like, um, right. you know, if, if these movies were good, I don't think we'd be having this, this conversation. I think the, the problem was they started getting bad. Um, and it was just like, these were really bad. And it wasn't because they connected. Like, I'm sure if you told someone years ago, like, hey, there's going to be a movie with Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman you would go, man, that movie's going to be big, it's going to be good. Hell yeah. I don't think anyone would have walked out of that movie going, this wasn't really all that good. So my point is, it, it's not that they connect, it's that they're not done well. Start there. Um, that's what I'm saying the issue is is that at this point, is that they have to all be good. Um, but Dane, I'll sure. go to you. What are your thoughts on DC wanting to take a step back from the shared universe? Uh, I think they need to stop listening to our show because we've been saying this like a million fucking times. I mean, just don't put so much thought into the overall shared concept that Marvel has done. Try to make the movies stand by themselves, be good movies, and, you know, go with them uh, in the future. But, I mean, all Toby Emmerich, chairman of uh, Warner Brothers, said was we are far less – focus on a shared universe we take it one movie at a time each movie is its own equation and own creative entity um that doesn't mean necessarily we're not going to get a justice league movie with a lot of characters teaming up we just might not have a movie explaining why they teamed up in the first place they'll just be there and just working on something which we all know uh and i think joel kind of alluded to i mean that's the comic books you know they don't have to directly connect there's no, like, layers that forces it. Marvel's been able to do it great. If DC has to just, all right, all of them are together, there's this threat, and they're making a Justice League movie, great. I would keep try to keep most of the same actors throughout each movie. And yeah. But if you want to do something different, like, you know, I'm – I'm kind of excited, you know, I, I don't know if they're true, but I'm really warming up about, uh, you know, Jack O'Connell, or is it Jack O'Connell? Yeah, Jack O'Connell possibly Jack, Jack O'Connell. playing Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and being Batman throughout some movies and just trying that. And if you just want to stick him in there, age him up or something, and just say, screw it, or keep him in the suit, I don't care. As long as they make good movies, what you were saying, Juwan, and that's the thing. And, I mean, I'm sorry, like, I love Zack Snyder, but I'm I'm sick of – it's like Groundhog's Day. It's like he'll come out and just make an announcement of, like, what he was going to do with the DC movies and goes back into his house. Like, I don't care. Sorry, I'm <laughs> glad that you're not doing them. 
so it's and I know there was a lot of involvement and a lot of tampering from Warner Brothers, but at the same time, it's like let's just worry about taking these characters and making good movies. That shouldn't be a hard thing, and go from there. Ugh. Yeah, and I, what's funny is DC saying this. Like for anyone who's trying to make a big deal out of it, what I find funny about it is. What they're talking about is exactly what Kevin Feige said he wants to do with the, the Marvel Universe going forward. He doesn't want them to all each have to, like, you watch Black Panther. And Very it's like, true. Wait, like, wait, mm-hmm, Infinity Wars now. Like, did, did I have to watch Black Panther to understand Infinity Wars? So he's saying, right. I want to do a universe to where it's just this movie, that movie, team up. This movie, that movie, team up. You don't need to watch everything to get the team up. Just watch the team up. Um, so it, it's like it's not a big deal that DC wants to do this. It, it kind of just makes sense. And we've been preaching this for only God knows how long. Just make really good movies, and then boom, team-up movie. Simple. It, it's literally just that simple. So to anyone who's going like, oh, man, DC's at it, no, this is nothing crazy. This is nothing obscene. Marvel and Kevin Feige are saying they want to do the exact thing. They just want movies to stand on their own. So all these people who aren't comic book fans, can go, oh, I don't have to watch that? Cool, because there's been like 30 of those Marvel movies. I don't want to have to start at Iron Man. So, I mean, that's, that's and, the idea of what Kevin Feige is trying to, trying to cook up. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Dan. No, no, no. And, and, and think about this. Do you know? And I can completely understand Kevin Feige because you know how, like, exhausting and just like a pain in the ass as trying to be storytellers and try to make sure that every movie has a hint of what's to come as in an overall storyline. Like that's, that's a task. And that's, that's a reason why I think he's a genius and his team are great, but you know, it's very daunting. And it it seems like if you don't try to just encompass that, you can actually be able to perform better storytelling to an extent. So with DC, that's maybe what they should work on, but still like we keep on saying their biggest thing is, having good movies and they have a couple good ones. I think I can talk about three with man of steel, wonder woman and Aquaman that really stand out, but they have to keep on doing that track record. You know, a lot of the problems weren't about anything besides the movies themselves. So it doesn't matter if like we're talking about continuity, if they suck. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Nick, uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on DC? Uh, wanting to take a step back from the shared universe, and then just your thoughts on everything me, Dane, and, and Joel have been saying. I mean, it basically makes sense. I mean, I'm with all of you guys. It's what they should have been doing from the beginning, um, and that's what we all thought they should have been doing from the beginning. We like, Regardless of how we felt about um, BVS or Justice League or you know any of the, the movies – we all basically said, like, look, this is this going to be a fucking kind of daunting task, you know? Like, how are you going to tie all of this together quickly enough when you haven't established your universe well enough yet? I mean, Marvel took five movies before they built up to the Avengers. Um, mm-hmm. Four of their main characters all had um, at least one solo movie, and... Two of their secondary, well, I guess three if you include Nick Fury, um, but their other three secondary characters all were um, at least in one of those movies um, and played a part in them. And so they, they incorporated them, but they, they had this, this structure and this kind of slow build, and that is basically what, what DC just, just didn't do. Um, they were like, we're going to, after our Superman movie, uh, 
instead of just making like a Batman movie and then doing Wonder Woman and then doing BBS, like which is probably the direction they should have gone. Um, they were like, we're just going to do BBS and, you know, throw all this shit together. And it's just really hard. It's really hard to tie in, like, all of those things and try to introduce all of these characters, um, not only characters we got on screen, but, of course, with the little email and all that shit. Um, it, it's just daunting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely think they should uh, – not try so hard to have this this whole continuity thing. Have little bits and pieces of it here and there. Like, for instance, at the end of uh, The Incredible Hulk, you know, you have Robert Downey Jr. walk into the bar with Thunderbolt Ross. And then that that never even really went anywhere. Um, But it, like, kind of established, like, hey, like, this is, these are happening in the same universe type of deal. And it was just, like, a little nugget. But, like, other than that, like there was like zero, like um, like story continuity that they were trying to worry about. Um, and I, I mean, I think that's smart. I think that's the direction they should have gone from the beginning. I think it's definitely the direction they should take now. And um, like Joel said, they're still all existing in the same universe, and they can it can all culminate into um, something as needed. Um, I think the best example in Marvel for that is Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you had two Guardians of the Galaxy movies that had absolutely no tie, um, short of, I guess, the Collector being a character shared between that movie and a, a post-credit scene from Thor, well, the, collector um, the Dark Thanos. World. Um, sh- sure, yeah, Thanos... Um, with Ronan, um, yeah, that, I mean, that would be, like, a, a slight connection. But, like, only a little bit because Thanos, again, Thanos and the Collector had really, like, no significant role in any of the previously established movies. Um, so, like, you're, my point is you, you take those two movies and then you throw them into the, a situation in Infinity War – and then you just make a story that makes it acceptable that they're involved in that um, that plot, and you know, it's it you can do it. You don't have to constantly be working to tie everything together. Um, I think if you work too hard at it, which is kind of one of the pitfalls that that Snyder, you know, fell into, um, it it can be disruptive to what your overall goal is. And so I think they're smart to kind of focus a little bit more on. Um, you know, their their solo stories and, and, and figuring all that out. And when a story presents itself, it's worth being told and they can, you know, figure out where their all of their characters are and have ended up, then they can utilize that and, and bring them all together, um, you know, as needed. The moral of all of our stories is DC just continue to make really good movies and you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Let's move on to something else that I think is is pretty big coming out of uh, the land of DC, but not DC directly. Uh, Apparently, Christopher McQuarrie uh, has signed back on to write and direct the next two Mission Impossible films coming out in summer 2021 and 2022. Uh, If Tom Cruise can keep these going, John Wick, again, keep those going. But the point of this is two-sided. One... um, your thoughts on the Mission Impossible films continuing uh, with Christopher coming back. And two, 
apparently there was a rumor that he had signed back on in spite of doing a DC project. He has come out, I believe, Joel, correct me if I'm wrong, saying that that is not true. Um, also, there's been a leak. Uh, there's been a leak flying around that he could possibly be attached to Green Lantern. Um, again, rumors. None of this is, uh, is is official except for him coming back to do the Mission Impossible movie. So, Joel, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on him coming back to do the Mission Impossible films? And um, the idea that this could mean that he will not be doing. Uh, any DC movies anytime soon. Well, I mean, I'm excited to hear that he's still attached to do more Mission Impossible movies. I am just, and I can believe they're going to be filmed back to back. So I'm like, I was shocked because I'm like, wow, he's going to come back, not just for one, but for two. Uh, I'm not sure if this means this is probably the end of uh, Tom Cruise's uh, time as um, in Mission Impossible. I really don't know. Uh, and I don't know if I really want to see that either. Uh, it, but at the same time, he is getting old. <laughs> and I can see that this maybe is his final hurrah. And getting two movies in it right off the bat and with the director he's obviously really comfortable with. Um, and they could probably film that within a year, all of that. And obviously, like what the Russos did with the with, with Infinity War and Endgame, film that all in a year and obviously release them in, in two subsequent years. But I just think... And that, and, and some people say, hey, that means that his time, you know, possibly directing a DC movie is up. But I'm like, <laughs> not necessarily. Um, that's not necessarily the case. And he's obviously had discussions, and they looked at him. And I think that's still a possibility in the future for one of those movies, whether it's the Green Lantern Corps or, or a Superman movie or something. I don't know. Um, and I don't, you know, it's not a rush. He's obviously going to be busy for the next year or two, so. But because he's doing them back to back, I think if anything, it opens them up within in, in in two years to do something in the future. Yeah, I mean, well, everyone connected him to Man of Steel, uh, Man of Steel sequel. So right. the reason why I think if you connect him to that movie, that this news has nothing, you know, that this news doesn't stop anything is because one, we don't even know who our Superman is. That's one. Two. There's been absolutely no mention of Warner yeah. Brothers wanting to do a Man of Steel Superman 2 movie, movie at this moment. So right. let's not forget, we're in 2019. So 2021, 2022 is not that far. So if we don't hear anything about Man of Steel by the end of this year, early early next year, it's probably something they're in absolutely no rush to give us. So, I mean, if right. that's the case, then he still has plenty enough time to do it. Uh, and Henry Cavill is busy at this particular moment right now. So if Henry Cavill was going to be Superman, that's not even happening right now. So it's like it, it doesn't really stop him from doing anything DC because outside of Harley Quinn, Batman, and, um, you know, this Wonder Woman movie, there's not really much that they've really been giving us that's actually happening. Like, boom, here's Bates, here's a director. So it's like right. Warner Brothers is moving at a very snail pace these days, so this doesn't stop him from anything. Um, but Nick, I'm going to go to you next. What are your thoughts on Christopher coming back to do the two Mission Impossible films, writing and directing it, and do you think that that mm-hmm. gets in the way of any DC project? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think he really cares, <laughs> honestly. Um, you know. I, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I just, I don't I, I think you'd have to find the right project for him. Um, I think mm-hmm. you would, like, 
honestly, I honestly think like a Suicide Squad-esque type project would be more suited to his skill set. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's getting in the way of anything that, that he necessarily wanted to do um, that, you know, just wasn't signed off on or whatever. Um, but, you know, I, I like the fact that he's going to do two more of these movies. I, I will put a slight caveat on that in that I really want to see him, like, do an original movie. <laughs> um, like, I mean, he wrote The Usual Suspects, which is, you know, one of the greatest uh, kind of um, fuck you moments at the end of a movie ever. Um, like, a great suspense movie. Um, and he wrote and directed The Way of the Gun, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, so, I mean, I, I would like to see him, like, write and direct, like, his own story. Um, but that being said, he has been the biggest reason, in my opinion, why the Mission Impossible franchise has stayed as relevant as it is, uh, having done the last two, and or maybe the last three, but definitely the last two. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I think them, it's very smart on them signing him on to do the next two. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It really does. He he um, really seems to get along with Tom Cruise because um, the other movie that he did, I, I, honestly, I want to say it was the, um, it was the Live, Die, Repeat movie. Um, which I forget the fucking name of that movie, but that was like the tagline for it. Um, yeah, but I think yeah, he did that movie, um, and you know that had uh, Tom Cruise. So obviously, um, you know he he's got a very good working relationship with him. Uh, so you know, with with that in mind, uh, I mean tomorrow. I think it's Edge of Tomorrow. Sorry. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean he he was the writer of that movie and directed that movie as well. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, he's obviously, he, he's kind of tied with Tom Cruise, uh, for the last few movies that, um, that he's done. Uh, and so, you know, I mean, it, it makes sense. They seem to get along. They seem to make, you know, pretty good movies together. Um, I, I will say this, I'm, I'm more excited with, you know, seeing where they take the Edge of Tomorrow sequel, <laughs> Honestly, yeah, um, what then, happened to it? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, that was supposed to happen. Like I, I don't, I don't know if that's still happening or or what. But like, um, but yeah, I, I, I uh, nevertheless, I, I will be uh, looking forward to to seeing you know what he does uh, with you know the the Ethan Hunt character and and you know where he takes it after Fallout. Yeah, I, th- I think my biggest question is, is Jeremy Renner uh, coming back? That That's one of my biggest questions heading into this next one. Because uh, I definitely missed him in the last one. Um, James, what are your thoughts on Christopher being back to do the two Mission Impossible? And do you think it affects anything DC? Because I believe Christopher did say he would like to do, he would have liked to have done a Superman movie if DC had called him. Um, yeah, he did say something know, like that. Yeah, so I mean that's definitely something he wanted to do. So I doubt that it. I doubt he did this. Um, because to me, I find it hard to believe that if DC was like, "Hey, man, you want to do a superhero uh, Superman movie?" I doubt he would have been like, "Nah, man, I kind of want to stay and do these two Mission Impossible movies." 
So I think it was just a phone call that was never made. So he's just like, well, the beat must go on. So I'll do, you know, these two Mission Impossible movies. So obviously DC has had no interest in the project that he is most interested in, which is Superman. And they could care less about Superman at this point. I'm ever since you said something about John Wick and this, now I'm thinking about you know how long Ethan Hunt could keep himself alive in a movie with John Wick trying to you know hunt him down and kill him. Um, but yeah, well Christopher McQuarrie, you know he is a very hot director. Um, I do, uh, I like the fact that he's doing some more Mission Impossible movies. Glad um, he has a good relationship with Tom Cruise, uh, but I kind of like the original projects uh, aspect that Nick was saying. And um, I don't know, uh, with the whole keeping him busy, can't do a DC movie, I mean, I'm sure that that's there, and I'm sure that that would hold him up, and whether or not he would be excited to do that, if he just said that comment, you know, because maybe him and Henry Cavill were talking about it, presented something to Warner Brothers and got turned down, so now he's not really, you know, I don't know exactly what happened, but uh, as a director, I'm going to be excited if he's a part of a project regardless, if it's Mission Impossible, if he has something original, or if he is attached to, say, a Man of Steel with Henry Cavill, or, say, a Green Lantern with Tom Cruise, I'm excited about that uh, because he's a good director. Um, I I think scheduling-wise that would be very hard to pull off, but it depends on how long until they want to introduce a Green Lantern movie or a Superman movie or whatever movie to have him a part of it. So it's a lot of, you know, uh, theories based on nothing, uh, but the Mission Impossible aspect, yeah, I'm very happy he's coming back to direct. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ethan Hunt is, I, I guess Mission Impossible is looking to keep up with Fast and the Furious. I mean, that, that's the only thing I could think of. Like, I mean, sure, could the story continue? Yes. I mean, was the last was the last handful of these really good? Yeah. But at some point, it's just like, Ethan Hunt has the age. Like, I mean, <laughs> these assassins seem to get younger, so it's like at some point, someone has to catch Ethan Hunt slipping. Henry Cavill almost did, almost. And speaking of Henry Cavill and the Christopher uh, connection, apparently um, Henry Cavill is being rumored to possibly come back. In what possible way, I, I don't know, but that rumor is out there for the next Mission Impossible movie that he's rumored to return. So if that does happen, the, the fanboys wanting Christopher to direct Henry in the Superman movie were only further at that point. Um, but let's move on. Let's talk very quickly. I want the response to be very quickly for these guys. Um, apparently, Ava DuVernay, uh, her, the plot uh, rumored for her New Gods movie is to feature Mr. Miracle. Uh, Joel, there was another name attached. That. It was Mr. Miracle and Big Barda. Is, is that who it was? Yeah, Big Barda and Mr. Yeah. Miracle. Big Barda's a girl. Right. Right. Um, so I'll go to you first, Joel. What are your thoughts on that, and is it a must for that movie to have Dark Side, I would I would prefer it. Yeah, I mean, if, if for New Gods, yeah, I want to see Dark Side, Apocalypse, the New Gods themselves, not just uh, Mister Miracle and Big Barda, and of course, uh, Granny Goodness and her Furies. Uh, there's a lot of things I want to see. It's, it's a New Gods movie, uh, and I'm old, I'm so down. It seems like that's what, she's been teasing that for a while, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how they present the New Gods on on the big screen. I'm I'm really interested in, her, in it too. I did not like her last movie, but I'm really interested to see what she's able to do with New Gods. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on Ava DuVernay's New Gods plot rumored to feature Mr. Miracle and Big Barda? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, those are obviously two of the, the big uh, members of the New Gods of, of that comic mm-hmm. series. So, I mean, that's, you know, a, kind of a no-brainer. Um, but I, I'm with right. Joel, like, I, and I think Darkseid, not only it's important for him to be a part of that um, a part of that movie um, just for the storyline and, and to kind of keep true to the comics, but again, like, mm-hmm. that's how you can set up Darkseid. Like, you don't have to have all of these different crossover shit. You set up Darkseid and New Gods, and then when you bring him into the fold later on, you don't have to have like some some crazy explanation. Like you you already have seen him. You already kind of have some motivation for him. Um, it just helps with their world building, um, and it, it helps with not having um, to focus so much on um, on one character. Uh, when you're trying to tell a big story like a like a team up movie would. Yeah, and as, as far as dark side, uh, Idris Elba is looking for work, so just throwing that out to Ava. Uh, Dave, <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on Ava DuVernay's New Gods plot rumored to feature Mr. Miracle and Big Barda? Well, I, well, I would hope so. You know, I mean, <laughs> if, if if they didn't, that would be uh, you know kind of aggravating, honestly. But um, yeah, I'm 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 excited uh, about Dark Side. That's another thing. It's like, well, if you do a movie about heaven and hell fighting, you got to have the devil in it. So, uh, Dark Side's definitely right. going to be a part of this with Apocalypse and all of his control and shit. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, so just next time when they give me like some news, don't tell me something that I expect anyways. I guess. Very true. Uh, one hot rumor that I just got that I want to throw out very quickly, so I'm going to be very quick with this, guys. Just heard a whisper through the grapevine, New Mutants will be delayed again. Fox and Boone are really struggling coming to terms on a comprehensible finished product. They're looking to release in early November, but Fox is toying with a Hulu release in October for, for New Mutants. They're trying to decide which method would have a more returnable value for an otherwise dead-on-arrival film. Very quickly, give me your responses on on that heartbreaking news, Nick. Since you said something first, I'll go to you. What are your thoughts on the possibility of New Mutants being a Hulu release? I hey, that might be smart. I mean, the the Cloverfield uh, paradox got it right to to release it and just had a brilliant marketing campaign and probably made way more money off that than if they'd released it in theaters. Sometimes that's the way to go. Look at something like Bird Box, man. Not a particularly great movie. But the hype for it and everything else made a lot of money, so maybe that's that's a smarter direction to go. I'm just saying. Maybe it is, because if you delay it for another year, the, the, the whole interest in that will die. Dane, what are you And thoughts? you might not ever get it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's I, – I, I agree with everything that, you know, you guys just said. Um, if that's what you can do to get it out, I'd rather be able to see it personally. And I think there will be a fan base that will see it. And it uh, sucks that, you know, it sounds like Disney's kind of uh, cock-blocking um, Fox, kind of the way that Netflix <laughs> is with them, with the uh, Netflix characters. So, man, everyone's a dick. Oh, their business is weird. Yes, <laughs> cock-blocking out here. Joe, what are your thoughts? Yeah, man, I mean, if that's the case, uh, just bring it out on Hulu. I have Hulu. I can watch it right now. If you put it out right now, I'll watch it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, <laughs> um, me too. Just send it to us. That's what it is, you know? Yeah. Fuck, yeah just it just is release what, it is. what you have so far. Just release what you have so far. We'll yeah, watch I'll it I'll take what you got. Right. I'll tell you if it was good or not. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how we want to consume movies now. But um, thank you guys so much, Nick, Dane, Joel. We had an amazing show. Um, I do want to say stay tuned. We have possible interviews. 
um, with Sam Liu, the director for numerous animated films like The Dark Knight Returns, uh, Batman um, uh, Under the Red Hood, all those great animated films. We might have that interview coming. Also, me and Joel are working a press junket for Superman and Reign of the, the Superman. Um, so stay mm-hmm. tuned for that. We'll be interviewing a whole bunch of awesome people, Tony Todd, Jeremy, uh, what is it, O'Connell, um, the voice of Superman, Jerry, yeah. just so many great people. Jerry. Uh, so stay tuned for that, and stay tuned for we will be having a Punisher review um, for you to listen to, not read, at some point, I promise you. Um, but otherwise, stay tuned for Top Ten, uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance, and Folklore Press. And we will see you same time, same place, next week. Peace. 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 Afternoon delight.